All right, let's get to it. Welcome to another edition of Fan Speculation. We're back. Yes, we are back. CJ Palmisano. Vinny Carini. But first, you heard that one, didn't you? I got plenty of beer in my fridge. I was telling Benny before we started. My dad gave me a shit ton of beer. Yep. From that was a nice thing. Yes. Very nice thing. Thank you, Dad. Um, there was a birthday party I was at over the weekend for my stepsister. And my dad got more beer than anticipated. And he couldn't fit all of it in his fridge. So I took a shit ton of beer home. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's almost my entire fridge is filled with beer. So thank you, Dad. You're, you got me set for like the next month. Good. Anyway, again, this is Fan Speculation. Vinny and I, we have a lot to talk about. Don't yes, we, Vinny? So we're going to kick things off with uh, the news that Thor Love and Thunder has officially wrapped up filming. We also have to talk about Bad Batch episode number five mm-hmm. and the close and uh, for the better portion of this podcast, we're going to be talking about Aaron Taylor Johnson being cast as Craven the Hunter. Mm-hmm. And yes, that'll lead us to talk about Spider-Man No Way Home again. Who knows where we're end up. The thing is, so much shit I was talking to somebody at my job about this. That it's like every other day there seems to be a new rumor, a new thing with this movie, and it, it's just it's just the big thing. I think this is like one of the most hyped up movies in the MCU in so long, and that oh yeah, and it may be the most hyped up Spider Man movie ever. Yeah, I th- I think so. Maybe the most hyped up so you know standalone superhero movie. Maybe. Uh, well, you know what? There's so many different things that it has yet to collide with. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's we're, very we're true. Getting, we're getting way too far into Spider-Man I already. Know. I know. But we'll, we'll save when that are, for later when on. When are we getting Love and Thunder? Are we getting Guardians beforehand? No, Love and Thunder is going to be coming first. Let's just get right into Thor Love and Thunder. If you saw on Instagram this week from Chris Hemsworth, Thor Love and Thunder has officially wrapped up with its filming process, uh, Chris Hemsworth put his Instagram page along with Marvel a picture of Thor, which Chris Hemsworth, by the way, he's looking fucking jacked. Diesel. <laughs> I was just saying to Vinny before we started recording that, that Chris Hemsworth is set to play Hulk Hogan in a movie about oh, Hulk yeah. Hogan. He's Hulk Hogan. And, yeah, he's he's ready. All he just needs is that, that ridiculous, stupid fucking mustache and be like, Oh yeah, brother. I'm ready to go in there and and not put anybody over and make the business all about me, brother. I can't wait to hear him do that impression. What you gonna do when Hulkamania buries everybody around you? Those are all for all the wrestling fans, for all the wrestling terminology I'm saying. Pretty much for those of you who understand and for Vinny, um, Hulk Hogan uh, putting someone over is what you mean is you take the loss and you let them win and you make oh. them look good. Hulk Hogan never, ever liked to put anybody over. Okay. Ever. He almost never put anybody over. He always made it about himself. Mm-hmm. In fact, when WrestleMania 6 or whatever, he faced the Ultimate Warrior title for title, world title versus the Intercontinental Championship, mm-hmm. he kicks out at 3 when he when Ultimate Warrior pins him. Oh, wow. When though Back in those days, when you kick out at 3, you got to look strong, brother. So he... Couldn't put anybody over clean, unfortunately. Anyway, mm. so yes, Chris Hemsworth, um, he's looking jacked as fuck. And then we also have Taika Waratiki, who is playing Korg. How mm-hmm. I knew that is because that's Taika Waratiki's face, and they have a Thor, <clears throat> a uh, Korg head on top of him. He's got little dots for the CGI shit. Yeah, hell yeah. 
So we talked about Thor Love and Thunder a while ago, uh, a few weeks ago on the podcast. Um, let's go through a few things here and I guess try and see if we can find the overall plot. Maybe we can try and speculate as to what we think the plot could be. Uh, we have the uh, the cast right here in front of us. We have, uh, obviously, Chris Hemsworth mm-hmm. returning as Thor. We have Taika Waratiki, the director, and doing returning as the voice of Korg. Uh, we have uh, Peter Quill, Chris Pratt as Peter Quill, Star-Lord, Karen Gillan, Nebula, Tessa Thompson as Valkyrie, Natalie Portman as Jean Foster, Christian Bale as Gore the God Butcher, Russell Crowe apparently is playing Zeus. That's interesting. That could lead to Hercules, remember? Oh, we were talking Fuck. about Hercules a little while ago. Jamie Alexander returning as Lady Sif. Uh, Sean Gunn is returning as Kraglin. Um, we also, I believe, we said that Dave Batista is also coming back as Drax. Um, uh, I can't remember her name who plays. Uh, Dude, so this is basically like a half Guardians, half Thor movie. I think this is what we're kind of... Because I think the original plans was definitely to try and have the Guardians, the Gal- Guardians 3 be... As Guardians of the Galaxy Three, yeah. and that was their big plan. However, Sean Gunn, sorry, James Gunn, he got fired for those, you know, tweets and mm-hmm. jokes he made on Twitter years and years ago. Uh, pretty offensive today, but at the time they were funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, I won't read them back because I don't remember them, and a lot of you may be offended by it. So if you want to look at it, go look at it yourself. Anyway, so I think this is our version of the As Guardians of the Galaxy movie that we're getting with the fourth Thor movie, and. Marvel had to postpone Guardians 3 all the way to 2023 because James Gunn took on other projects so he couldn't just come right away. And also, you know, you have to work with the director's schedule and the actor's schedule, so things happen. Mm -hmm. But overall, um, this movie is going to be coming out in, I believe, 2022, November 2022? Damn, dude. I don't, I don't, IMDb just says 2022. It should come out. Uh, there should be a release date. Let me just look up here. Uh, Thor, Love and Thunder. How much longer until Loki? Loki, um, good, good, good God, Ben. Loki is actually next week. That's what I'm saying. Loki's next week, so um, Friday, uh, Wednesday, Wednesday, June 9th. my dudes. Yes. Ah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're gonna have to talk about what are we gonna do for this podcast? <laughs> we're gonna. We uh, what are we gonna do? We don't know. We'll keep you guys posted as far yeah. as that happens. We should just watch it together and then just do the pod. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully the best idea. Hopefully the uh, the episodes aren't too long. Mm. Um, uh, the release date. Oh, this is good. February eleventh, twenty twenty two. Oh wow! So wow, that it's uh, months away though. It still, but it's a lot sooner than I expected it to be. Okay, Melissa McCarthy. Are we, are we getting a movie before that? Or is that the first Marvel movie to come out in a while? Well, I mean, we're going to get Marvel movies this year. I know, but are we going to get a Marvel movie before February? Uh, Spider-Man. Spider-Man will be in just December of 2021. Fuck. So that's two months apart. That's not bad. I get it. It's pretty but good. December is far away from now, so. Yes, that is. But anyway, Thor Love and Thunder. Um, we've kind of talked a little bit about what we think the plot could be. Um, with Jane Foster returning, and she is labeled as Mighty Thor, she held Mjolnir at the 2019 San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, it's led to believe that she will go don the Mighty Thor, Lady Thor character like she did in the comics when she got cancer. And I she hope did. she gets it a different way. 
So, do you have any thoughts as to where you think uh, this could go? Because Marvel, because the MCU doesn't always necessarily follow the comics. They kind of base them off of it. Certain things they do stick to. But where do you think this could be? Do you think that they'll give her the whole the whole cancer storyline? Maybe. I mean, it's a good possibility that they're going to. I just hope that they don't. I don't know why. I just don't want just anybody to have cancer, I guess. But I mean, I think Natalie Portman, I mean... I've always enjoyed Natalie Portman. I've always been oh, a fan yeah. of hers. Have you watched the SNL Natalie Portman raps yet? I still didn't see those. Dude. Damn it. All right. Dude, real, all right. After this. I'm going to look it up real fast just to show you a little a little clip it, but we're going to keep talking about Natalie Portman and okay. Thor Love and Thunder. So, now, I mean, Natalie Portman, obviously, I for, we first saw her in the Star Wars movies and Star Wars prequels. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've always enjoyed Natalie Portman. Um, oh, yeah. And Listen, she's I, wicked smart. And I, oh, yeah, she's, she's intelligent. She's brilliant. Um, I think that... I always enjoyed her character in the Thor movies. Um, I was shocked that they got her to come back for Endgame. Um, I'm thinking that it's quite possible that they could have to the cancer thing because she's never necessarily... I don't know about been for the Thor movies and the superhero movies, but she... She wasn't very adamant to come back to them. You know, it's kind of like, all right, I did them, they're done, you know? Mm-hmm. So that could be a way to, like, write her off of the MCU and maybe Jane Foster dies of cancer at the end of the movie. Maybe. I mean, there's got to be something. Um, what this conflict could be, we're not sure. I mean, we're getting Guardians. Uh, could we? The movie could very well, it could open up with, you know, uh Thor on the on the Milano, yeah, and maybe he's he's he needs to explore the galaxy. He needs to explore his new thing. The actors, though, from the Asgardian play in Thor Ragnarok are returning, along with Melissa McCarthy coming to play actor Hela. Oh, really? Yeah, she's gonna be playing Hela in the in this whole play. Matt Damon is returning as well as uh, as Loki. Really? Yeah, you know that was Matt Damon Ragnarok, right? As Loki? Oh, in, yeah, 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 in yeah. The play? Okay. <laughs> it took you a second. Yeah. Um, I got to show you this Natalie Portman rap. Okay. Hold on. Yeah, you guys didn't hear that part, but Vinny just showed me <laughs> the Natalie Portman rap. <laughs> 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 Say something nice about the prequels, bitch. <laughs> Hell yeah. Dude, she's like, uh, suck on Jar Jar Pink 17 dicks. What? <laughs> Fucked up. Oh man, she's great. Now I love her even more. This is a podcast, by the way, that does not believe in the Jar Jar Banks being a Sith Lord nonsense. Yeah, if you go look at our Instagram page, fan speculation underscore pod on Instagram, we post that there. Yeah, he's when not. You, when you say the evil one's name, you have to mention that. Yeah, he is not a Sith Lord. He's not. Don't even buy into that bullshit of the concept art or any of those things. He's not a Sith Lord. Yeah. Anyway. Back to Thor: Love and Thunder. Yes, Natalie Portman, bad bitch, gonna be in it. Yeah, she's gotta do the raps though. Oh, I love her too. <laughs> Natalie Portman's so hot. She, she has the most elegant face ever placed on a woman. Great. Next to Gail Godot. Okay then. Yeah. I, I prefer Natalie Portman. Yeah, I would too. I feel like yeah. she's more of a conversationalist. Natalie Portman seems like uh, you know she's someone who like you could have fun with. Yeah. In all aspects of the relationship. Mm-hmm. Whereas Gail Godot, she trained just, by Israeli military. Also, it's it seems like she doesn't look like much of a conversationalist. Mm-hmm. The bedroom is the main thing, 
And, I hope. <laughs> and then the guys who want to have a conversation, like, get the fuck out of my house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm, have you ever you've watched I'm any sh- filming? Like, not filming, but like uh, any interviews with her? No. She's very straightforward to the point. No. She, but you know, I'm, intelligent woman. And all, she's super and smart. All, in all seriousness, I'm sure she's. I'm sure she's great. Yeah. Just making a joke here, people. I still prefer Portman. Yeah, I do too. Anyway, so. It's very most likely that Natalie Portman will probably they'll probably go with the cancer storyline for yeah. for Jane Foster and maybe Thor in his time searching. Maybe Darcy gets in contact with him, or maybe someone gets in contact with the Guardian ship or so. Because I want to know how is it that Thor finds out? Okay, so this takes place obviously after Endgame. Yes, Wandavision took place after Endgame. Mm-hmm. Darcy was with Photon. Mm-hmm. And uh, that guy from Shield, what's that Asian guy's name? Oh, he's not from Shield. He's from the FBI, Jimmy Wu. I thought he was a Shield agent. No, he's an FBI agent. Ah, well, hopefully he's the new leader of Sword. That's what I hope too. Anyway, um, I hope the three of them come together and end up meeting up with Portman or have ties into getting her back with Thor. If not, I totally get it. Yeah, I'm. I'm thinking that. <sighs> I feel like Darcy could be the key, but the thing is, how does she how does she get in contact with with Thor with while well, he's in the Guardian ship? Yeah, I mean, could it be that maybe they made a stop? Maybe they made a stop at Earth. Who's watching but, the Bifrost? Who's in charge of the Bifrost? Well, Bifrost is gone. Asgard's gone. Oh, that's right. So it would be Heimdall if uh, Asgard yeah, was still arriving. Heimdall still has foresight, but Heimdall's dead. Oh. Fuck. Remember Thanos killed him at the beginning I'm of the movie. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you're right. But that's the thing. We don't know. There's a lot of things we don't know about the movie, but I speculate that possibly Darcy could get in contact or Thor could have like a sense about it. Remember he sensed when Jane disappeared? Yeah, you're right. Or Heimdall sensed Jane disappeared and he went to go look for her? Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe that whole thing could be passed on to Thor. Maybe. Maybe. In some who, way. who knows? I, I think somehow he's going to find out, and somehow he's probably going to get some kind of message. And it's not going to be an email because, you know, he doesn't have a computer. He's like, well, you could send me a lecture letter, you know, write an email. Well, do you have a computer? No, what fool. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm thinking it could be the cancer storyline, and this will probably be, it could be Natalie Portman's exit from the MCU. Mm-hmm. Although, maybe the her gaining the powers of Thor cures her cancer. Maybe they don't go completely with the whole storyline, you know? Because maybe they'll want Natty Portman to stay in the MCU for a little bit while longer. I think if you're going to do this movie the right way, you have to like get rid of the loophole where she always has to be holding the hammer to be cured of cancer. I think so, too. It's like... It's kind of like... like It's it's, a it's re- like an unrealistic thing to it, do a movie. It's a reverse thing of this. And this is one of the things with the Tobey Maguire... Real quickly, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man that I love is that... He actually had the web inside of him, yeah. and I really love that. Maybe they could do something similar to that. Not that I don't like that Spider-Man makes his web shooters, because that's always been something great about Spider-Man's character. But I didn't mind that the webs came from him. So maybe they could do a thing of like, mm-hmm. well, instead of you know, she has to hold the hammer to have her and to lose her cancer. Mm-hmm. Maybe, she, if she, maybe she's just cured of her cancer from that, there. That whole like homemade web blaster thing. It's kind of an important thing that it's homemade because there's a it lot is. of scenes throughout the movies where he runs out of webbing. Yeah, and he's in and, you know, and he gets fucked up. Yeah. He does. Um, but overall, though, we're glad that Thor Love and Thunder's filming has wrapped up. 
Yes. Chris Hemsworth looks fucking jacked. Yep. Um, it's one of the movies I've been looking forward to the most ever since hearing more about the Guardians There's cast being involved. There's only one movie with Chris Hemsworth that I, or was it Liam Hemsworth? One of the Hemsworth. I mean, there's a big difference between Liam and Chris. Whichever one remade Red Dawn. Probably Liam Hemsworth. I, I think it was I, Chris I, Hemsworth, I, though. I, he basically know. plays Patrick Swayze's character. But it's like a revamped version of the movie. And 2012 version? Yeah. and It is of, Chris Hemsworth. Oh, it is? It is. I wow, wish, Josh Peck and I know, Josh Hutcherson? Dude, a very odd... Jeffrey Dean Morgan? It, so, okay. You ever seen the, the original Red Dawn? No. Do you know the premise in the movie? No. Okay. Oh, wait. I know this movie. And then one of the first things you look up on Google is, why is Red Dawn 2012 so bad? Yeah. <laughs> is yeah. it that bad? Yes. Okay. So Then I won't watch it. The, the original Red Dawn you should watch because it has an all-star cast from the 80s, dude. Charlie Sheen and Patrick Swayze. Oh. And a bunch of other actors. They ruled the from 80s, that those time. two. Dude. Red Dawn is a movie about Russia and Cuba teaming up and invading the United States. What? Yes. That's nuts. They, like, take over most of the country. And uh, the opening scenes of the movie is, like, all of them in high school. They're, like, in their class or whatever. Patrick Swayze is, like, freshly out of high school, but he was a football star. And this all takes place in, like, Colorado. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And, like, their dad was, like, a big outdoorsman and, like, taught... Patrick Swayze and Charlie Sheen had to like hunt and fish and camp and all that shit. How to shoot guns, how to hunt deer, you know? Dude, right. the opening scenes Cuban paratroopers parachute down on top of the school. And like the history teacher comes out of the classroom out into the front of school and goes, Hey, you know, what's going on here? What are you guys doing? And uh, they just open fire. And they gun, they gun down Christ. the professor. Yeah, it's actually like a very graphic movie for the time. All so right, well, I'll, I'll 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 check it out. Yeah, and essentially they all escape into the mountains and become like a guerrilla warfare group. Guerrilla warfare group. Jesus yeah. Christ. The 2012 remake was an absolute fucking joke, dude. They put Josh Peck in there. They could have picked anybody else. And they picked even Josh Drake Peck. would have been a better fucking choice. Jesus Christ, that's saying a lot. Anyway. <laughs> Coming up next on the podcast, uh, Bad Batch episode five. Um, I liked it. I, I liked it because of its historical ties. I I did too. Okay, so we're going into spoiler territory here. As you, if you yeah. already don't know, shut it off if you didn't watch it. If you didn't watch Bad Batch episode five by now, we release this on Thursdays or Fridays, depending on this podcast. So you have about twenty five minutes. Pause this. Watch it. Come back. Yep. You're back? Okay, good. good. Anyway, so in this episode, uh, Tech, Hunter, Omega, uh, Echo, and Wrecker are still on the run, and they're trying to find out who this bounty hunter is. Yep. We, as the audience, we know that's Fennec, Sh- uh, Fennec Shag? Shag? Fennec Shang? Not Shang. I keep... It's the Asian bounty hunter from fucking Mandalorian. Yeah. The I... one who still looks hot in, as, as she's 57 years yes. old. Fennec Shang. Shan? Fen- let's just is, say Fennec. It's not French Shang, you idiot. Fennec. Just, let's just call her Fennec. Fennec, yes. Fennec Shand. Shand? Fennec Shand. S-H-A-N-D. Like sand, but without the H. Garbage. Sand. Fennec. I don't like sand. 
Anyway. I don't like it. Fennec Shand, uh, she, as we saw in the last episode, she has been hired by somebody, we, don't, we still don't know who, to take uh, to, to capture Omega to, uh, for a bounty. Obviously, she's a bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. We learn in this episode she's new to the bounty hunter scene. Yes, this, this she's is when a young she, woman. This is when she's starting out. Whereas in The Mandalorian, when we find her, uh, Mando says to that guy, I can't remember his name in the episode, but he said, like, he, she is no joke. She's ruthless. If you're trying to go after her, you you might as well fucking stop. It's not yep. even worth it. Mm-hmm. So she's building up a reputation for her early on, not too long into the new empire. So Hunter and the group are trying to find out why she's being hunted, Omega. So Echo has a plan to go find this person named Sid who would help the Jedi. Yep. They go to the location. They don't appear to find Sid. They find this green lizard-looking alien woman and she says are you Sid who's asking mm-hmm. whatever like can't help you here so as the bad batch are all kind of arguing Omega just goes and says you're Sid aren't you you're smarter than your friends over there they also gave her crosshairs uh, communicator mm-hmm. which I was said to you like we watched the episode before where the fuck is crosshair I want to see crosshair I want to see him like you know be a dick yeah, essentially. I want to see Dude, Bad Batch fight him again. the show is lacking a main villain. Yeah, I, I, they're doing this thing of like Mandalorian where like, you know... It's body. Side it, quests. It, 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 they are side quests, you know, it's like... Except in Mando, he got he got new armor pieces for every side mission he did. He didn't get new ones. He just got the one and then he got and then he spent the rest of the best car on the rest of the armor that's what i know it, it was like dude it was like so, playing a video game and watching a show at the same time pretty much so i'm just like fuck man like i, I like that i'm it's not like i'm not disinterested because i still am i just have already seen this kind of thing with star wars before with mando where they have to do a side quest to get to where they really need to go um who knows but anyway what they have to do, the Bad Batch has to go and find what they, th- who Sid says is this kid named Moki, mm-hmm. and they take a 70-30 split for the bounty. Yep. They go onto this planet, um, and they go to get Moki, who they think is a little... This little green alien girl. Um, they speak the same language as, um, what should we call it? Twilik? Twilik is is that is that what Fortuna is? Bid. I th- I can't remember. I don't know. I, I don't think so. A- anyway, so that we, was really nerdy. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> anyway, so they think it's this kid. The uh, the bad badge gets gets captured minus Omega. Omega is in the in the ship, and then the goons of this slave owner. He is he uh, tries to find Omega. Omega goes to ca- goes to rescue them. Yeah. And essentially, this the, these people that they're trying to to fight to release these slaves. I, I did you listen to what they were saying, like in the background while, uh, like while the Bad Batch uh, was like trying to plot and Omega was like sneaking around. Did you hear what he was saying? I'm not sure if I remember that. Like now that the Republic is out of the way. Oh yeah, and they can like rebuild their race essentially. Mm-hmm. Like I, essentially, it's a group of uh, like. It's a group. It's a race that escaped, I guess, their homeworld and became slavers. I guess so. And even echoes like the Republic outlawed slavery, and he's like, "The yeah. Republic's not here anymore. The yeah, Empire yeah, yeah. is." So they're trying to take over this whole thing. You know, a lot of evil and corruption is going on while the Empire is happening, as we all know. 
So Omega goes to try and save the Bad Batch, which she does, which they end up releasing a adolescent Rancor. Yep. And the Rancor, we find out, is Moki. Yep. That is the one they're supposed to... So now the Bad Batch is tasked with capturing a baby Rancor. Yep. They're capturing with ta- with take with capturing a rancor, while they're also trying to escape. Yep. And th- this this episode for me, I enjoyed it again, but again it felt like more side questy. Yeah. And I just I'm like ah, okay. The only part of the show that really made this episode worth it was at the end when you realize the person that requested the rancor is the Twi'lek gentleman that is the right hand of Jabba the Hutt. Bid Fortuna. That's that guy's that's name, his right? Name. Bid Fortuna. You got it right away. You yeah. said, like, that's Jabba's right hand, man. You said right away. I'm like, I'm not saying anything. But you got it. Because yeah. he shows up in Sid's office. Mm-hmm. And Vinny put two and two together. And just, just, as, like, just as I did, he's like, oh, that's the Rancor Luke kills, isn't it? Yeah. Like, yep. That's it. Yep. So now if you've seen Bad Batch and you've seen Return of the Jedi, you're going to look at that Rancor just a little bit differently now. Yeah. What I'm surprised is if they're going to go through all the trouble to, to toss this episode into the mix and give that Rancor a little bit of a backstory and bid Fortuna a little more screen time, at the when Luke kills the Rancor, mm-hmm. that barbarian guy comes out yeah. and he's like all in tears on his hands and knees and everything. Yeah, You know what I mean? So, like, why didn't that guy get recast? You know what I mean? Like, that that guy took it the hardest. Not Bid Fortuna. Yeah, he did. I mean, he was just trying to, you know, just do his master's bidding. Who? I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, it was just a stand-in. Maybe I'm just asking for too much of the smaller, the smaller anecdotes yeah, of the movie. Yeah, probably. But, like, if you're going to go through all that trouble anyway to, to add in that little, that little anecdote... And throw Bid Fortuna in there. Like, I, I get it. You know what? They've been doing a lot of shit with Jabba the Hutt lately. Like, we're, good, but we're about to get the Book of Fett. Yeah, later this year. You know what I mean? Jabba showed up quite a bit in the Clone Wars series. Correct. Like, Maul and uh, the the Death Watch Mandalorian squad had uh, had the help of Jabba and his crew. Um, you yeah. know, they, they tried doing all that. I'm, I'm just trying to think. This, this episode was just, I think, was a bit of a holdover to get us to the next one. The Bad Batch finds out who Fennec is, but they still don't know who hired her. Mm-hmm. We still don't know who hired her. We still don't know where Crosshair is. Um, I'm still under the impression that it's more or less the Kaminoans rather than the Empire. Because I feel like the Empire is just after them on their own. Yeah. Well, so, listen, until we get another episode involving the Empire or uh, Crosshair, or like if we get the Empire, we're obviously going to get a little thing of the Kaminoans. Yeah. So I think the next they've gone three episodes without any mention of any of that shit. We so have. I feel like we're gonna have to get it in the next episode. Next episode. Next episode has to happen. If not, they're shit. fucking around. Yeah, I think so. I think next episode we're probably gonna see Tarkin again. We're probably gonna see Crosshair again, because if we're only getting like eight or nine episodes, they need to show up now <clears throat> because this will be episode six. Um, and it's an eight episode series. I believe so. Yeah. So yeah. we definitely well, need guess to see. We got them. three left. We gotta see them again. So what I'm thinking is that I still think Fennec has been hired by the Kaminoans because, again, the Bad Batch are already on the run by the Empire. Oh, side note. You know yes. what I found out today? What's that? My fucking boss watches, like, Star Wars Heavy and watches Bad Batch. Oh, he's watching like, Bad Batch? He's watching Bad Batch, and he's watching... He's, like, up to date on all the Marvel shit. I was like... And I asked him a couple of questions, like, just to test his knowledge, see yeah. what's going on. And he fucking knows his shit. 
Well, you should have him listen to our podcast. I told him about it immediately. He's yes. Like, he's, like, he's like, really? Okay. He's what? like, I'm going to have to check it out. What's his name? His name's John. John, how you doing? Yeah, come, on, for, come on in, dude. I'm going to tell him he's on the episode. <laughs> thanks for listening, man. We appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Anyway. So, yeah. I mean, the, the episode was, it was good. It was solid. I think the other detail that happened again Wrecker is still holding his head. He still has this injury, and even Hunter's like, "You all right?" Yeah, this is. It's like really getting pushed. It's subtly. Like, it's like it's like subtle some, hard something, pushes. Something is gonna happen with Wrecker. Mm-hmm. I feel like Plus he just fist fought a rancor. Yeah, I think in the next episode he's like gonna be like, he's like, I think the rancor hit me too hard in the head. Oh, I think the rancor hit me too hard. Yeah. Oh, like Moki, buddy, she hit me too hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love Wrecker. I, I just think that he's probably it's at this point with the way they've been focusing on that for the past three episodes. Wrecker's mm-hmm. head. It's it's well, I wouldn't say focus, but it's very subtle detail. Yep. It's very quick, but guys like you and me pick on that shit. For me, I've been watching it the whole time ever since he hit his head really hard. I'm like, something's gonna happen with that inhibitor chip, mm-hmm. and I feel like it's gonna awaken. I feel like at one point we're going to hear a record like, good soldiers follow orders. I want to blow things up. Like, I'm really worried about it. Like, I don't want record to die. But in order for him to be triggered like that, he's got to be, he's got to see a Jedi, right? I don't think he has to see a Jedi because remember, they saw uh, Caleb, uh, a.k.a. uh, Kanan Jarrus in the future of Rebels. They saw him and they didn't go nuts. You know, Mm. They, they they didn't go nuts when that happened. They didn't. I mean, the other clones did. Crosshair did. See? I think this is a foreshadowing that we're going to see another Jedi, and Wrecker's going to lose his shit. <sighs> but the thing is, who would the Jedi be? Ahsoka. You really, I, I don't think Ahsoka's showing up. I really don't. No? I, I still think Rex could show up because they mentioned him, but I don't think Ahsoka. Well, maybe we get Kanan. You see Caleb again? See Kanan? I'm, that's possible. I think we could see him again. I don't think we'll see Ahsoka. They foreshadowed, at, foreshadowed him at the beginning. Well, not just foreshadowed. He was in the episode. And I'm saying. I'm think, but having him as a kid foreshadows him as older in the future. Yeah, I'm thinking we could probably see him again, probably on the run. But I don't think we'll see Ahsoka. I still want to see Rex. I still think Rex should show up. Mm-hmm. Um, out of the likelihood of the next episode, do you think we'll see Rex within the next episode or two? He has to. He's been mentioned. Yeah, I mean, you Plus can't... Plus, this, this is a clones show. Yeah, and Rex is... and he's How my, do you not show Rex? I know. He's the only clone, at, other than the Bad Batch, who are actually good. Yeah. He was my favorite clone in the entire series. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. Overall, that's what we think about the Bad Batch. We still have the show. Don't worry. It's just, I think, this episode, for, for me... There's, any, not, there's, just, there's just not that much to talk about. There, there really isn't. It's just Bad Batch had to go do a mission. They had to get Jabba's Rancor, which they didn't know. They had to do a side quest. They had to get info. They got info. Yeah. They got paid. Yeah. And they found out who's hunting Omega. So, we'll see what happens next. But I love that Omega got that little, like, bow and arrow type weapon. Oh, yeah. She's, she's going to be using that soon. Because I remember in the promos leading up to the show, she was using it. And it was, like, dark on a planet somewhere. That's pretty cool. So, we'll see Omega be using that weapon pretty soon. Anyway, the last bit of thing we have to get into this podcast. And don't worry. we got about another half hour or so on this thing. Because we're going to yeah. be talking about it a lot. Uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson has been cast as Craven the Hunter. For those of you who don't know who that is, it's the guy who played Kick-Ass. And he played Quicksilver in Age of Ultron. Yep. So, real quickly, 
we're going to talk a little bit about Craven the Hunter. I have the best source of information Wikipedia right in front of me, and we're going to talk about Craven's little history. First, Craven the Hunter, Sergei Kravenov. He was Russian, a fictional character appearing in the American comic book published by Marvel Comics, debuting in the Amazing Spider-Man issue 15, August nineteenth, uh, August nineteen sixty four. Wow! As an adversary to the superhero Spider Man, he has Viet- since Vietnam endured time. as one of Web Singer's most formidable foes, and as part of the collective adversaries that make up Spider Man's rogue gallery, Craven has since come into conflict with other heroes such as Ooh Black Panther, Tigra. He is also half brother of the Chameleon and one of the founding members of the super villain team, the Sinister Six. That is true. Craven is. I didn't know he was the half brother of of, uh, of Chameleon. Of Chameleon, yeah. Yeah, he uh, he is the half brother of Chameleon. I forgot about that. Did not know that. So, recently, he was uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson has cast him. Uh, but let's go into his whole thing here. Now, Craven necessarily doesn't really have any superpowers. I don't think he's just. Well, it says his abilities here: Ultra Instinct. Enhanced physical attributes, skill tactic, uh, tactician, tracker, and hand-to-hand combat. So he's skilled, but he doesn't have superpowers. It's like a buff Hawkeye. Yes, in a way. Um, Craven always wears like the pelts of the animals he's hunted. You know, he's got like a leopard print pants, and he's got like a the mane of a lion, the lion's face into like a vest. You know, he's very built. Um, yeah. So recently, Aaron Taylor Johnson was cast as Craven the Hunter. So uh, this was sometime last week. I meant to talk about it last week, but uh, unfortunately, we forgot to. Um, the origin of Sergei Kra- uh, Kravinov's, yeah, he made first debut, Spider-Man, made Spider-Man uh, number 15. Um so Spider-Man has always been like Craven's big hunting thing. He's been like he's captured all these animals, but he's but he wants to capture and kill Spider-Man. Yeah, Spider-Man's like the ultimate ultimate thrill for him. Yes. He all, and at one point he thought he succeeded where it shows a picture here of him in the black suit where it says here lies Spider-Man. So overall, Aaron Taylor Johnson. I remember telling you about this Prior, and you were kind of like, eh, I don't know about this. I'm yeah, like, because you know what, the actor that he's portrayed in everything else is like a nerdy, like, you know, just a fucking nerdy, lanky guy. And Craven the Hunter is supposed to be like this Jack Diesel Hunter dude. Like I mean, a, like it's a, not like so a Burt Reynolds on steroids. I wouldn't say. <laughs> yeah, he does look like Burt Reynolds. I wouldn't say Aaron Taylor Johnson plays all nerdy characters. I mean, Quicksilver's not nerdy. I know, but still, like tall, lanky dude. Yeah, but obviously this has to do something. Now, we should be clear. Aaron Taylor Johnson's been cast for the Sony picture of Kraven the Hunter. Now, this will lead into our whole thing with Spider-Man that according to a Sony executive, I'm going to pull this up right here. This was placed on just yesterday of June 1st, the time of this recording. Sony executive Sanford Pantich uh, has indicated that Spider-Man No Way Home will kick off a shared Marvel universe. Speaking to Variety, Pantich, the president of Sony Pictures Motion Picture Group, appeared to confirm that there's actually a plan to connect Tom Holland's Spider-Man universe 
with Sony's. Um, sorry. See, there's, there's actually a plan to connect Sony's Spider-Man universe to the MCU with Spider-Man 3 possibly opening the door to Peter Parker's alter ego to swing between movies and tangle with different characters as a part of a shared Marvel universe. Now, real quickly, that makes fucking sense because we talked about it before that it would be criminal for this version of Spider-Man, Tom Holland, to not fight Venom or oh, Carnage. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Or, or Craven the Hunter, even. Or even Morbius. So we have another quote here saying, there actually is a plan. I think now it's maybe getting a little more clear for people where we're headed into, and I think, where we're headed, and I think when No Way Home comes out, even more will be revealed. Excuse me, Panage teased while discussing the third Spider-Man film starring Tom Holland, which represents one of the final films in Marvel and Sony's current deal to share the Web Slinger character. Has there ever been a Dark Horse Marvel combination not that I'm aware of, no. Never? I'm not going to say never. It could possibly be, but I don't know personally. Like, imagine imagine like a Spider-Man-Batman team-up. Or like a Superman-Thor team-up. Well, that's DC, not Dark Horse. I thought DC owned... Uh, I think... I thought Dark Horse owned DC. Do they own DC? I thought they were their own uh, thing. Uh, Dark Horse Comics. I'd have to look that up real quickly. Dark Horse Comics, um, it doesn't say. Oh, is Dark Horse owned by DC? Dark Horse Comics was founded in 1986 by Mike uh, Mike Richardson and is one of America's leading comic book publishers behind DC Comics and Marvel. Okay, so he worked. This guy worked for Marvel and and uh, and DC, but he's not. Dark Horse is his oh, own. Oh, he just makes the comics. Yeah, Dark Horse is his own thing. Oh, never mind. Okay, so. With that being said, with the head of the Sony film production company, with their films and everything, it leads to belief that we could see Morbius, Carnage, Venom, and now potentially Kraven the Hunter fight off against Tom Holland's Spider-Man. Yeah. This makes sense because we have Alfred Molina's Doc Ock returning. We have Jamie Foxx's Electro returning from two different Spider-Man movies. Now, you could make the argument of, oh, well, you had J.K. Simmons return as J. Jonah Jameson, and he seems to be the same guy, just in, the, just in a different universe. Yeah, but at the same time, I can't buy that these two guys are returning to play these characters, where Alfred Molina also confirmed that it's the same Doc Ock character, not just this, uh, you know, him as Doc Ock in a different universe. I'm thinking... Why, then why would, would you cast uh, Doctor Strange in this movie? Why would you have Benedict Cumberbatch in this movie as Doctor Strange, as the the one who can travel through the multiverse? I think we're going to get more than one... Well, we already know that we're going to get more than one villain, but whatever these villains are going to be working on is going to be so strong where Doctor Strange is going to be like, I can't help you with this. This is something you have to do on your own. But I would, here's... I wouldn't say do it on your own. Well, he's going to be like, well, here's soldiers. Like, I don't know. He's going to open up the portals and the other Spider-Men are, are going to so, walk through so, and we're all going to be fucking going crazy. So you're thinking like th- this task is too much for you on your own. Here's you, some helpers. You need people who have, ha- have faced these be people like, before. He's going to be like, huh, something's like, uh, and he's going to fucking open up everything. And- <laughs> <laughs> so Joe that. Rogan's going to come out on fucking DMT. <laughs> When, when, when did Doctor Strange become a master samurai? 
I know something. Anyway, um, I'm thinking that too. I'm thinking that it could be Doctor Strange who's the one who that that's a that's a really good theory. Yeah. He comes in and he he brings in Andrew Garfield and Toby uh, Toby Maguire. He brings in those Peter Parkers mm-hmm. to help this he's Peter Parker. Like, he's gonna be like, you're not ready yet. Here's ones with more experience. Who's faced these two villains themselves? Yes, that would be really, really cool. That would be really, really cool, and I like that a lot. Um, again, those two aren't confirmed. Andrew Garfield, he said that he didn't get a call, but we're not going to believe. Bullshit. We're not going to believe Fuck that you. because remember when Paul Bettany said that? Let Emma Stone die. <laughs> when, when Paul Bettany, she's a redheaded goddess. Okay, I, I'm sorry. I know. I'm sorry. She, I know Paul she Bettany. is. Listen, I listen. <laughs> I love Emma Stone, but I'm keeping my composure. All right, Spider Gwen. Sorry, spoilers. <laughs> it'd be great if she came as Spider Gwen, but I think it'd be a little too much. Yeah. Um. Anyway, Cruella, so, excited for it. I am. Me and Ash are gonna go see that uh, this weekend. Cool. We're really excited to go see it. Let me know how it is. I will. Anyway, so we see that. Yeah, maybe lose my train of thought. Sorry, it's <laughs> it's all right. You said um. I'll get. You mentioned Vision, the guy who put Paul. Yeah, Bettany. Paul Bettany. Yes, Paul Bettany. So. He mentioned how in interviews that there's this big level, huge actor that he's always dreamed of working with. And who was it that he teased? Himself as White Vision. Yep. So I'm not going to believe anything anybody says until I watch the movie in front of me, the, the, the TV show, or whatever the case may be. I am not going to believe anything until I actually see it. My I saw an myself. article today speaking of Paul Bettany. Yes. That he isn't signed up for any more movies to play Vision. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, he's obviously still out there as White Vision, so maybe... He has to be recontracted. I'm sure. Maybe he's. Maybe it's just like, look, Paul, we just don't have anything in the moment, but we will call you when we want to bring you back in. Yeah. Because you can't just leave, like, you know, White Vision. Boom. You cannot leave White Vision in the void. Yeah. Especially as, as he became Vision. Yeah, and he got his memory back. Hey, did you Have you watched Invincible yet? No, I, I don't have time. I really don't. I want You're to. really slacking on that. Listen, I had a wedding to go to. I get it. I had an engagement uh, engagement party slash birthday party to go to. And I had to go to my, uh, spend time with my family on Memorial Day. I had so much shit to do over the weekend. Dude, the first episode of that show is equivalent to Red Wedding for Game I, of You've told me. You mentioned last week, I think, on this podcast about it. I will watch Invincible one of these days and we'll review it. We'll make an episode where mm-hmm. we review it. Like, Revengeable. that show is guaranteed to get another season. I'm sure it is. Especially when you have J. Uh, J. Jonah Jameson as a superhero beating up his son. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing I know about the show. That's the only thing I know. <laughs> I need pictures of Spider-Man! <laughs> anyway. So, I'm not again, we're not going to believe anything that anybody says until we actually see the movie for themselves. Because, could you do these movies without Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire? It's possible you could. Would it make it a lot better? Yes. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, the other really big rumor here is, and, well, there's two things. One, we'll get into the, the, the minor one. Not minor, but, like, the, the one that's not as juicy first. Okay. That would be, uh, reports saying that Adrian Toomes, the vulture, Michael Keaton, will be returning in this movie. That makes a lot of sense, considering he's already in the MCU. We know Mm -hmm. where he is. He's currently in prison, but who knows? Uh, I was talking to my boss a few days ago that a theory of like now that everybody knows Peter Parker Spider Man, what if like you know his daughter wants to go under his his tutelage and get revenge on Spider Man mm-hmm. and blame Spider Man for all of uh, you know for their family having to leave leave and everything 
So that's one little theory there. Um, I, I, now, now that all three villains, you said that that's a rumor. That's not confirmed. That is a report that's being shown on a few websites here, here okay. and there. I wouldn't be surprised. Confirmed. But, uh, let's say that's confirmed. All three of those villains. My theory is almost proven. What theory? Doctor Strange shows up and he's like, "You can't fight these three huge villains by yourself. Here's here's another two. Well, let's take a look at Michael Keaton in the news, and see if he's there. I recent I recently watched Beetlejuice for the first time. No. Oh. I just watched it the other day. Okay. No, I love Beetlejuice. Hell yeah. The only the only thing that's reporting is from Fandom Wire. Fandom uh, it says exclusive. Recently, it said recently reported that Craven the Hunter will be appearing in Spider-Man No Way Home. Now our inside sources, the same ones that helped us reveal Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield signed to No Way Home, more to take place in the MCU, exclusively confirmed. Fandom Wire. I don't think we should really trust Fandom Wire because they're saying that oh we confirmed Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire. No, it's all rumor speculation. So I'm saying that this is a rumor that Michael Keaton's going to be in the movie. Is it likely that it'll happen? Yes, because he's still in the MCU and we know where Michael Keaton is. We know where Vulture is. Mm -hmm. The big, big rumor that everybody is talking about, and Vinny, you even you brought it up before 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 it even became big. Willem Dafoe not only returning as the Green Goblin in this movie, but the leader of the Sinister Six. Mm-hmm. Now you heard it here, folks. Just you, so you know. You heard it from Vinny Carini. And from CJ Palmasano, from us. That's right. Really, Vinny, he's the one who threw it out there into the universe. It's okay. It's both of us. Okay, it's our podcast, <laughs> that's for sure. So, but now, do I like this? Yes, I like this potential. Oh, yeah. William Defoe's fucking great. Personally, I would like Doc Gock to be the leader of the Sinister Six, because I think he was the original leader. Mm -hmm. But Alfred Molina or William Defoe as the leader, or leaders, they could lead it together. Why not? I would like that. Now... This movie is already so stacked with so many actors, mm -hmm. so many characters. What do you think, on a scale of 1 to 10, the likelihood of Willem Dafoe showing up in this movie is? 75%. A 75%? Yeah. Okay. I would have to say... I would have to agree. I would have to agree. And I did say scale of 1 to 10, but still. That's oh, the same. <laughs> but the, sorry. Scale of 1 to 10. 75%. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's it's okay. Now it's the new question. Percentage wise, seven, <laughs> seven point five. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I would have to agree. I think there's a good chance he could show up, but I'm not gonna put all my eggs in one basket and say that he's definitely going to show up. So what we're seeing here is we could see the Sinister Six form within this movie. We've talked about it briefly before. Now, let's try and go through every character and every rumor, every every um, every character, every rumor, every confirmed actor, the likelihood of them showing up. Obviously, we got Tom Holland. He's showing up. Benedict Cumberbatch, he's showing up. Alfred Molina, Jamie Foxx, they're all there. And previous actors we've seen in the Spider-Man movies. So It was confirmed that that guy Craven's going to be in it? I won't. I wouldn't say he's confirmed to be in it, 
but Alan, Aaron Taylor Johnson has been cast as Craven the Hunter. Now, I think it's very unlikely we will see Craven the Hunter in this movie. I think out of all these villains that have been rumored to return or come come in, I think it's very unlikely we'll see Craven, considering he only has just been cast, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Mm-hmm. Now, let's go over to um, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton, Vulture. 95. It, that's a, there's a very good chance he could show up because we already know he's been in the MCU. Um, he's not confirmed. Yeah, confirmed. That, yeah, that five percent is just because it doesn't have the stamp of approval. It's no. like the verification checkpoint on fucking. Because the thing is, we've got we've gotten confirmation from Alfred Molina and Jamie Foxx themselves about being in the movie. Mm-hmm. So that's why we can be like, oh yeah, they're they're going to be there because it says they're going to be there. It's confirmed. Yeah. Now uh, we go over to let's do Andrew M- Garfield and uh, Tobey Maguire. Combo as a combo mm-hmm. because um, you can't have one without the other. I think you could do one without the other. Just Tobey Maguire. I think, but I on, but if you're gonna do one without the other, Tobey Maguire is the one you have to have. Oh yeah, been Spider Man for longer. I think it's more likely we will. I think it's more likely we could see Tobey Maguire in the movie rather than Andrew Garfield mm-hmm. alone. But the the big money one you got to have is them both. Yeah. So. What else could happen? Could we see Morbius? Could we see Carnage? Could we see Venom? I think and the chance any of that is going to happen, which, you know what, is a good chance. I think we're going to see it as like a cameo, cameo at the end of the movie, kind of like how Nick Fury was at the end of the first Avenger movies, putting the mm-hmm. Avengers together. Like it was in Iron Man's house? Yeah, so like like the Vulture, the Vulture and uh, Electro and, um, and Doc Ock, they could be like all summoned to this one place, or like they're they're all captured at the end of No Way Home, and they get they get rescued by some someone, and then you know like they they get brought into like a warehouse or whatever, where uh, William Defoe comes out of the shadows, and tries, but just William Defoe. Okay, so out of all the villains we've seen in this in these Spider-Man movies, and what we're expecting to see, we have seen Mysterio and Vulture. We have seen, um, uh, sorry, Mysterio and Vulture. They were two Sinister Six members. Yep. We're going to see Doc Ock. We're going to see Electro. Green Goblin would make five. And then Craven would make six. However, we still have Matt Gargan out there to dawn as Scorpion. He's not Scorpion, but he's out there, Matt Gargan. Okay. So I don't know if we could get a Sinister Six group formation in this movie, we possibly could, and I would like that, but I also wouldn't mind it if this was the launching pad for Sinister Six themselves. Now, we could see all these characters just mentioned. I think Craven could possibly be as like a cameo as the after credit scene. Mm-hmm. You know, we could possibly see that. I don't think we're going to see. I, it's going to be a hard-fought battle for Peter Parker and, and, and the Peter Parkers and Spider-Man and Doctor Strange because I don't think they're going to necessarily defeat the villains, mm-hmm. but I think the villains will escape somewhere to form the Sinister Six. Yeah, or, um, or they get they get freed by someone who is starting the Sinister Six. That, that very well could be Willem Dafoe. That very well could be Willem Dafoe. So going through... Who would you rather have as a Sinister Six leader? Sinister Six leader. William Defoe. William Defoe. 
100%. I'm more impartial to have Alfred Molina as leader, but I would love for them to both be the leader. Mm -hmm. See, the thing is, because Green Goblin is kind of unpredictable and crazy, mm -hmm. similar to the Joker, whereas Doc Ock is more calculated and more sinister. But the thing is, Norman Osborn himself is... He's very calculated. So when Norman Osborn has control of the Green Goblin, when he's in control, he can be that way. Whereas the Goblin himself is just... <laughs> he's just all... Yeah, all just he's, he's just nuts and lost. So, but I, I, but I would love to see Defoe as the leader of the Sinister Six. I would love to see it. Dude, imagine they give him his old green suit back. Yeah. It would just, it would just be really cool. The question is, do they bring Defoe similar to how they bring in Alfred Molina? Because Alfred Molina is is apparently saying that they would bring in Doc Ock from the moment of when he was drowning in the Hudson River. How would they bring in Green? Obviously, they have to bring in these villains before they died in their respective movies. Electro exploded. Mm -hmm. We don't know what happened. Pretty much he's dead. Doc Ock, Alfred Molina, he dies trying to save the city mm -hmm. and becomes good again. Becomes Otto Octavius again. Uh, Green Goblin, Norman Osborn, Willem Dafoe, he dies from being s stabbed from his own blades in his glider. That's right. So it would have to be a moment from before these villains die. It has to be some kind of moment in time from there for them to jump from their reality to this reality. Now, it would be very interesting to see Peter Parker, Tom Holland try and take on these villains himself, and then later on, towards like the second half of the movie, we get Toby and Andrew to come in. Yeah. Another character I forgot to mention, who I think also is very least likely to show up, but Charlie Cox is Daredevil. Matt Murdock, at the very least. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. The only way it could happen is if they do it where he's Peter Parker's lawyer to defend him, you know, because he, quote-unquote, killed Mysterio oh, with yeah. a doctored bullshit video. But I'm thinking that it's not necessarily going to happen. If it does, I could see a thing where he dawns as Daredevil and maybe he's going after Wilson Fisk. That's another thing we get in the end after credit scene. We could see Wilson Fisk. We should see Vincent, Vincent D'Onofrio returns Wilson Fisk as the kingpin. Um... It certainly would be a treat. Yeah, it would be. I'm just trying to think. Something big has to happen in this movie. Yeah, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield showing up. I mean, not just that. I feel like we have to have a significant death. Mm. I feel like it would be a really significant death if Tobey Maguire maybe died. If he's in the movie. If he doesn't go back to his time. Who knows? That could be interesting. It could be. Um... Another thing that was that's been talked about is we still really don't know this Peter Parker, this Tom Holland's origin story. It's possible like they wanted to tie in all the stuff with the Andrew Garfield stuff with Oscorp and all that. Mm -hmm. It's possible maybe Peter got his power. Maybe his school went to a trip to Oscorp and he went snooping around and the spider bit him at Oscorp. We still don't know about the the first Spider-Man movie didn't explain it. What, Homecoming? Yeah. They have never given Tom Holland an origin story. Because so many people were just like, all right, just bring Spider-Man. He doesn't need an origin story because we know the origin story. We could tie in. We still know. 
obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, you know how Peter Parker got his powers. You know how he became Spider-Man. In but in Homecoming, he just he already had them because he his first movie he appeared in was uh, Captain America: Civil War. Oh, that's right. And he got them. He said to Tony Stark, "I've had these powers for six months." So he got them six months before Civil War. Now we know there is a Ben Parker. There was an Uncle Ben because his uh, the suitcase he takes to Europe says BFP mm-hmm. Benjamin Franklin Parker. So we know there is an Uncle Ben, but we don't know what happened to him. We don't know how he died. Obviously, we have to assume he died because if you're anybody named Ben and your nephew's Peter, if you get superpowers, get the fuck out of where you are. Yeah, yeah, for real. <laughs> um. I'm just trying to think because Tom Holland even put out put it out there years ago. He's like, it would be really cool if they do it. He's like, I don't think they're going. To, I don't think they do it. He's like, but it would be cool if Tobey Maguire was revealed to be Uncle Ben. That would be cool. It would be really cool. But then again, if you do that, you can't necessarily have him be Peter Parker. I mean, I guess you could. I guess you could have him be Peter Parker, Tobey Maguire, and Uncle Ben, Tobey Maguire. Yeah, and but they, I don't think they'll do that. I think they're going to bring him back as Spider Man if they're going to bring him. Well, back. I think so too. I think so too. Um, but some this is going to lead to the whole multiverse thing. Like, I think maybe Doctor Strange was already going to go after Wanda, and he's been tracking Wanda after WandaVision, but then he sees this whole big fucking thing happening in Manhattan, and he's like, Peter Parker's accused of murdering somebody. Hold up. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> so he's probably just like, ah, fuck, Wanda can wait. So... I th- also think when Peter is accused of when he's sh- ousted as Peter Parker, if Spider-Man's ousted as Peter Parker, I think they go. I think they go to Doctor Strange's house to find help oh, because, sure. like, he's the only person who could probably help out Peter. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, the clothes Zendaya is wearing, MJ, I think they're the same clothes she wore at the end of, of uh, Far From Home. Oh shit! So. He's. I don't know where Bleeker and Sullivan. How far Bleeker and Sullivan is from, from Madison Square Garden because that's on Thirty Fourth Street over in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how far the trip would be, but they definitely go to Doctor Strange's house. Maybe Doctor Strange gets Peter, Ned, and Zin- yeah, and and him. MJ, and in a portal like he did with Loki and Thor. Yeah, you know, he's like. And, you know, there's a scene where, like, you know, they're all looking up, and it appears to be Doctor Strange's uh, shadow. These are, like, pictures that they posted a little while ago, shot from the movie. And it it could be a simple scene of, like, Peter, what have you gotten yourself into? Yeah. And he keeps being like, Doctor Strange, I, 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 I didn't do it. And he's like, I know you didn't do it, Peter. And we have to find I out. I see all realities. <laughs> I, I believe you. You're not capable of, of killing anybody. Yeah. You could be. Yeah, I could just see him doing some calling back to the thing in Infinity War. He's like, you weren't even sure what name to tell me. You think I think you're capable of killing someone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, overall, though, the, there's just something new about this Spider-Man movie all the time. Look, we love talking about Spider-Man. Me in particular, Spider-Man is my favorite superhero. He's fucking awesome. So I'm always down to talk about him, but we are we are aware that we have spoken about this Spider-Man movie a lot Probably on this much. podcast in the past few months since we've started doing it. Mm. But we hope you enjoy Spider-Man as well. Listen, if they keep coming out with new new teaser shit until that movie comes out, we're going to keep talking about it. We have to. We have to stay up to date with what's going on with the news, with all this shit, whether it be Spider-Man, whether it be Doctor Strange, all of this. That's why we do this podcast, that's and, that, right. and that's why we talk about it. Because we have to speculate about it. Uh, hence, fan speculation. 
<laughs> so overall, um, we want to see Sinister Six appear from this movie, right? Oh yeah. So, what would your ideal Sinister Six be in this movie, coming through with all the villains that have been confirmed slash rumored? Oh, it's gonna be Vulture, Electro, Doc Ock. Uh, it's gonna be um, the Hunter and Mysterio. Is that that's it's five? five. So the last one's gotta be um, Goblin. Goblin, yeah. Goblin, the leader. Okay. I would say yes, minus Craven, uh, because I don't think Craven will probably show up. I think we could probably see. I agree with uh, Doc Ock and Mysterio, and, and Mysterio Vulture, um, uh, Goblin. Myst- uh, did I say Mysterio? Hang on. Goblin, leader. Doc Ock, I would like to be co leader. Electro, Mysterio, Vulture. And I think the last one, because he's around, Scorpion, Matt Gargan. Okay. And I think Craven could probably be an after credit scene okay. in the movie. Even though he is a founding member of the Sinister Six, I think just to make sense, rather than, rather than just shoehorn him in the movie, because every single villain that I've mentioned there has had some kind of foundation in the past to build upon, whereas Craven hasn't even been shown on a big screen yet. Yeah. I would think they want to do that, set up the movie that way so you can go see it. Um, how they're going to have Matt Gargan get the Scorpion suit, I don't know. I'm sure they'll just do that because I honestly think they don't necessarily need to do too much with that. He's probably the one that could probably get arrested and they throw him out. And then they see Craven, who's just like, you seem like more of a suitable member. Why don't you join us? Yeah. Something like that. Anyway, that'll do it for this episode of Fan Speculation. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, please be sure to be uh, following us on Instagram at fanspeculation underscore pod and be following us on Twitter at fanspeculation. We want you guys to let us know what you are thinking. Please write us reviews on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to this podcast. Please leave us five-star reviews. Um, please be following us on our social media platforms and let us know what you want to hear from us. Is there anything that you'd like us to do? Is there anything you'd like us to to talk about? All input will be reviewed. We will talk about it. Here you know, if you send us messages at fan speculation underscore pod on Twitter and at fan speculation on Twitter, uh, sorry, at fan speculation underscore pod on Instagram and at fan speculation on Twitter, we might read these messages on the podcast. Hell yeah. We might have, we might want to, you know, we want to interact with you guys. You want a shout out? We'll give you a shout out. We'll give you a shout out. As long as you ain't going too fucking crazy, even though we go fucking crazy all the time. <laughs> anyway, anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening. I've been CJ Palmasano. I've been a Karini. We'll see you next time.